Groove Café. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio. My name is Crystal and I'm always looking forward to learn from my guests to hear what it is they are passionate about. My guest today is a programs consultant at PPS, that is a local whose mission is to promote positive mental health and well-being through psychometric assessment, psychological interventions and advocacy to individuals and communities. She is an adult and community education specialist, a mental health researcher and people empowerment enthusiast i have so many questions i have alan kisira kakoza joining me on the group cafe today hello 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 crystal welcome to the show how are you doing i'm really excited to meet you and <laughs> exciting to, to have to your, you your listeners uh-huh. i'm excited you are passionate about mental health especially yes. helping young people as well mm-hmm. uh-huh yes. Yes. Is this something that started from something you went through yourself or have you just seen the gap and need that is in our society today? Yes, both are correct. Mm-hmm. I have gone through mental health issues myself mm-hmm. and I saw the gap while trying to look for care for my okay. son. Mm-hmm. He's now eight years and mm-hmm. he was diagnosed with uh, autism at three years. Okay. It was such a hard time accepting that but even finding help. Mm. Like even just somebody who could help you understand exactly what that is. Oh, so yeah. I can imagine that that's been a challenge to yes. to adjust to. So yeah. getting the initial diagnosis was was difficult. Yes, it was. Oh wow. Okay. It was until um, many people were concerned because it was taking long to speak. Mm-hmm. And we took him to school at the age of two and a half, mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping either. Mm-hmm. So that's when we decided to look for somebody, a neurologist, to help. Okay. And ended up at Dr. Biogawa's clinic. Mm -hmm. And he was diagnosed with autism, Mm -hmm. mild symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it's now eight. um, Because it's quite a spectrum when it comes to autism. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. And now we are here and we found so much help, but we saw that there is a gap. Many people need to understand these issues. And while I was trying to get help for my son, Mm -hmm. I also found out I was depressed. Mm. I was stressed. Yes. And I didn't even know that those were Yet issues. Yet you thought you were just surviving <laughs> and coping, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what, me? I'm fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you find that you're so depressed. Mm. And that's the reason why sometimes you're struggling to get out of bed. You you can't do the things that you're meant to do or you mm. don't find fun doing mm. them. Okay. And then I knew that it is actually a problem. So from there, I joined Makere mm-hmm. to study health services research and focus on mental health. Oh, wow. And I am really focused on testing solutions for mental health, especially for young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's mm. a serious big moment in your life that has kind of just changed the path and what yes. you're doing now. Yes. Okay, but take me to back to the little Alan. <laughs> <laughs> the little Alan, was she naughty? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Okay. I was born in Rakai. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kakoza mm-hmm. and his wife, Rosemary, my mom. Okay. They're in Rakai in a village called Nsozibiri. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. So growing up, I was this quiet timid mm. yeah just simple child okay <laughs> easy to manage <laughs> hey, so you didn't give them any trouble 
Um, you know, in that quietness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to it. <laughs> yeah, you do give them a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. But um by 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 end of all level i was back to my quiet self simple okay. self yeah focused okay. on school not mm-hmm. getting into trouble mm-hmm. yeah focus on those school. moments of craziness when you were in school <laughs> what did you think you were going to be what did you want to do with your life it's funny we all had dreams back then yes. and then sometimes <laughs> god just sends us in another direction we yes. find our purpose somewhere else yes Did i wanted to be many things i thought of being uh, a hair hostess oh i thought of being uh, but the, really the theme is that i wanted to be a rich woman and the only thing <laughs> i was you avoiding for the honesty <laughs> <laughs> that is okay too <laughs> the only thing i was avoiding is not to be a teacher mm, hey <laughs> not a teacher i was like i'll be anything but not a teacher Hi, Alan. Here I am. Did you have a community <laughs> education specialist? That's so funny. And I love it. Funny. Did you have any traumatizing experiences with teachers? Or? Just that um I come from a family of teachers. Okay. Funny enough, a few like it, but most of them didn't like it because of, you know, mm-hmm. the stories around teaching here in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you looked around you're like, mm-hmm. not that one. Okay. So <laughs> Did you take steps to make sure not teaching? Yes. Uh-huh. What did you do at so university? I did economics at um high school because okay. I thought that will help me get into business mm-hmm. or something else. Okay, so the two things, not a teacher, be a rich woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So So I come into Makere and I get this course Adult and Community Education. Mhm. And I didn't like it so much, but I was happy that I'm in Makere. Okay. So that kept me going. Mm-hmm. I finished the course. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then fast forward, mm-hmm. I begin a journey of self-discovery. Okay. Where am I here? What mm-hmm. am I here for? Mm-hmm. And then in that search, I discover that actually teaching was a big part of me. First of all, it's something that I did with ease. Mm-hmm. because I'm born in a family of teachers and you're surrounded by teachers yes, right uh-huh. so I started teaching like in my senior for vacation coaching <laughs> no way for money and I was paid for that okay, okay. without training without anything and I was doing it very well mm-hmm. so it started to occur to me that this teaching thing maybe <laughs> has been given to me as a gift from god <laughs> you can't run away from it <laughs> Uh-huh. And by then before that what pushed me into self discovery was because maybe because of that that I wanted to be a rich woman. Mm-hmm. I started business the first time I like that when I had an opportunity to do anything mm-hmm. I went into business. And what then I was that what was your first business? It was a a, a boutique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I did a restaurant. Oh. And um that experience taught me that business is not really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not as easy as we think it is, especially if you haven't grown up with business people to pick up those mm-hmm. skills or if you haven't you don't have a business mentor. Yes. Or like you haven't started business, it's it's not a straight line. Yeah. So I lost money, I made mistakes, and I was like, okay. Mm. That pushed me into the self-discovery journey. Okay. So I started falling in love with these skills that I have, the teaching, the gift, something that I do with ease and I was like, okay, what can I do with this teaching? Mhm. And the first thing that came to mind was to teach English. 
because okay. I used to excel in English. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do that. And as I was trying to develop that, I I got a dream job, what I can call like a dream job in mm-hmm. teaching. And it wasn't that teaching that I hated, but in community education. So oh. I did community education with Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. I was mentoring and teaching health workers with the HIV initiatives that were coming on board. So I would help with mm-hmm. sensitizing and teaching and that was fun. But what was even better was to get hired as a consultant with UNHCR Ooh. to train youth uh-huh. on um, peace building, mental health, stress management, things like that. And that was like what pushed me into this loving teaching. Okay. And now I am a trainer for self-care, stress management, mm-hmm. and self-awareness. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. So your dream job was with UNHCR, I'm sure. It yes. just also opened up the world for you in many, yes. many ways. How it long did. were you with UNHCR? It was just a year because it was a short consultancy. Mm-hmm. But it set you on that path. Yes, it did. Okay. Yes. So so you said your son is now eight years old. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. How is he doing? He's doing much better than we thought. Mm-hmm. Because on the diagnosis, we thought maybe he'll never be able to learn in school. Maybe he'll never be able to live an independent life. Mm-hmm. But now he makes very clear requests if he wants something. Mm-hmm. You can ask for it clearly. That's nice. And Mm -hmm. um, now it has come to a point where he actually even reports instance. He rarely talks, yeah? Mm -hmm. And when you give him instructions, he does what you asked him to do. Mm -hmm. But he's not a person that will engage in a conversation back and forth. Yes, yes, yes. He will not do that yet. Mm -hmm. But we now know he will (laughs) at a certain point. But he, he, he really speaks Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I was walking with him and I was holding his hand because I thought maybe he would run away. He would mm-hmm. go into the road. Mm. And he was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. But remember, that's like the first word he said the entire day, but was mm-hmm. so in place and it means something. Mm-hmm. And he's really telling you, relax, I'm okay, I'll not run away. So he has the awareness as well to yes. understand the dangers. Because as yes. a mom, you're always just worried. Yes. You're like, oh, you know, I hope he's safe. He knows their cars, mm-hmm. their people, mm-hmm. their things mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was the difficult part by the way if you mm-hmm. know autism is like they would just be hyper go all over yes. the place it's, it's communication that is such a, yes. a difficult thing isn't it if struggle to connect with the world and to communicate their feelings mm-hmm. is a challenge for them okay so going that far mm-hmm. is such big progress okay and we know he he will not be limited he goes to school mm-hmm. he sits in class with supervision, of course, but that has been so much progress because there was a time where he couldn't sit still even for two minutes. Mm-hmm. But yes. now he sits and the session is done. He can draw pictures, he can shed them, he can recognize numbers and sounds. So that's way below his age, but it's so much progress for us because we didn't know he would get there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said he was two and a half when you noticed something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was it someone else who pointed it out? Did did you also like, you know, you're like, mm, mm. how come the milestones are a bit slower? Because everything else, it's normally the speech, as you said, yes. because we've talked about communication, yes. where you're like, hmm, my mm-hmm. child, they're taking their time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had noticed. But okay. I don't know, like as a parent, it's hard for you to accept that your child has a problem. Mm. You always think, 
Oh, maybe he's he will catch up. Yeah. He'll be fine. But a time came and we're seeing that his agements were doing so much better, especially with speech and mm-hmm. just cognition, understanding what's going on. So yeah, we, we, we noticed and other people outside confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially at school. Okay. He said, no, there is a problem. Mm-hmm. The potty training was the most outstanding challenge. <laughs> potty training? I hadn't yes. even thought about that. Mm-hmm. That was a big challenge. So we thought that other kids are getting it. How come he's not getting it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. we started looking for help. Yeah. Now, this is something that can be really emotionally draining. It's mm-hmm. also rewarding. Like mm-hmm. now you're talking about his milestones and he's doing so much better and you're mm-hmm. so proud of him, clearly. Yes, yes. yes, but it can also be emotionally draining. So when you talked about the depression, mm-hmm. it, it affects you in so many ways. It can also sometimes even affect your relationship yes. with, with your partner or your spouse. Yes, is that, you know, the things that added to the depression for you? Yeah. There's all those changes, but also I think my depression came and I share this so that I can give awareness to mm-hmm. someone out there because I know mental health issues are something that we haven't known so with with so much awareness here in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Most people We're do not learning. understand those illnesses. Yes. They ignore them or they just don't understand them. Mm-hmm. So for me it was getting into marriage and then like just like a week after I had a job and it was no more. Mm-hmm. That kind of like put me in a, a space that I didn't understand. Or oh, the marriage? No, the, the job. The I had, job. Okay. When I got married, mm-hmm. I had a job and a, a good job at that. But just a week into the marriage, mm. I lost my job. Okay. And although I didn't really acknowledge it at that point, but that put me in a depressed yes. state. Mm-hmm. So going from there and then you have this child and the child has issues that pushed me further mm-hmm. into those problems. And then doing business and things are not working out. All mm-hmm. that. Really. All these things. Yeah. Yeah. The challenges because it's how we are able to cope, the coping mm-hmm. mechanisms to mm-hmm. deal with life's challenges mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. When did you start to realize that I'm not doing well? I need help. Because I think that's also the tricky part. Mm-hmm. You, you know, being able to accept that there is a problem mm-hmm. and that you need to get help. Yes. That took a while, actually. It was not until I was looking for help for my son. I picked this interest on mental health. So I was reading a lot about <laughs> mental health. So when I read, I noticed that stress is actually an illness. Mm-hmm. Depression is an illness, and I read about the symptoms, you know, feeling so sad, finding it difficult to get out of bed. And, you know, with a, a layman mind, you think that is laziness. So you try to deal with it mm-hmm. in that perspective. Yeah, what's wrong with Just me? Just push yourself mm-hmm. and go, go, go. But then you realize you're struggling. Yet sometimes it was easy. You would just wake up and go, go, go. But then now you have to push harder. You have to convince yourself harder. Mm. And then you you don't want to go into social spaces. You just want to be by yourself. So what made it hard is that I'm a naturally a quiet person. Mm-hmm. I like being by myself. But then this was beyond. Ah. It was beyond. So you were even avoiding like... Yeah. Like family parties, interactions, seeing friends. Church person, but now not going to church anymore. Not going to cut all the fellowships and everything. Just Mm -hmm. being at home, being by myself. So when I started reading, I noticed that, yes, I do have a problem. 
Okay, so it started with you looking for help for your son. Yeah. And then you started to learn about yourself. Yes. How did you start on the journey of, you know, healing, understanding what the problems were mm. and how to, you know, get yourself in a better, you know, place emotionally? Mm. Mm-hmm. First of all was the awareness, knowing that I had a problem and accepting that actually, yes, I, I need help. Mm-hmm. So I started going out more. Mm-hmm. I found a church. Okay. <laughs> and started being active in it, in fellowship, you know, and getting friends again. Mm. And, you know, like when you get married, there's a way life changes. You find that, and it's the fact that I had, first of all, cut them off. So people move on. You find that mm-hmm. you can't connect mm-hmm. with the previous ones. So I made new friends and started life again and also went back to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To give yourself purpose as yes. well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The decision to go back to school was that a <laughs> tough one? Did you first <laughs> say, I should go? I don't know, maybe next year. I should go. <laughs> How was that yes, for you? I struggled because when I finished my undergraduate, one of the things I remember saying was that I'm never going back to school. <laughs> Okay. It was so so hard. I'm like, okay, I have my degree. I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then I looked like I wanted to do something with myself in mental health. Mm. But also I need to get into the world again. I need Mm -hmm. to know what's happening and what better place to start than at school. But also my husband was so supportive of that. And Mm. he had always told me to go back to school. So it it made it even much easier. So he kind of pushed you as well yes. <laughs> supported and pushed you yeah, and i had no excuses because he was sponsoring that mm-hmm. so yeah. okay so the decision to go back to school was for you to understand mental health more because mm-hmm. you also recognize mm-hmm. that these gaps in society i mean the lack of understanding yes. or limited let me say limited, limited understanding yeah. mm-hmm. is one of the biggest challenges it we have challenge. H- how did you recognize that in society around you it is a big challenge. First of all, with myself, I realized that I was ignorant of all these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about autism. I didn't know about stress, that it it is it can become toxic and cause so many other problems, mm-hmm. even leading to depression. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And so disease was, even. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. as a first culprit. And then recognize that even other people don't understand. First of all, the comments I was getting about my son, mm-hmm. some people thought it's uh, the, he's demonic, uh, demon-possessed or oh something. Oh my goodness. So In this day and age, witchcraft. Yes, many people think that. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's a spiritual perspective to everything. Mm -hmm. I I believe that. But many of these things we call demonic or that, there there is science that proves that they can be managed and some of them can even cure. Mm -hmm. Like depression, you can be cured completely. And there are certain things that you can do. To avoid getting into yes, spaces. you need to recognize the triggers. Is it mm-hmm. the triggers? Yes. So you can navigate them. Yeah. So when you're going through tough patches, you know that you are at risk. Mm-hmm. So you 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 become more intentional about self care. Mm-hmm. You become more intentional about doing certain things like taking a break. Learning about all these stress management exercises, like as simple as taking a breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. When you realize that you're tensed up, mm-hmm. you can slow down for five minutes. Because you might explode or you might shut down. It yeah. can go either way. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. So learning all those and acknowledging that there's, there's a solution for mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And there's, although it's new to us and we are not aware, but other people know already and they have dealt with even bigger challenges. So we can learn from them okay. and manage our own situations. Okay. 
So essentially, you've had a major career change yes. in your life, yes. which started with going back to school. Mm-hmm. And now your job, PPS in full is Puka? Yes. No, Puka, Psychometric and Psychological Services. Okay. Yes. And you are a programs consultant. Yes. Tell me about your work. Uh, so, yes, it's an interesting job because uh, I get to sit down and design programs that will help our clients. Mm-hmm. We're now focusing on schools mm-hmm. and we have one school now and we want to get m- many more schools on board because we are like we have already said that there is a gap. Mm-hmm. You find that it, I, I was at the National Mental Health Conference last year and even school counselors and uh, school heads were acknowledging that these problems exist but we didn't really quite understand what's, what was going on. Okay. So um, just creating programs that people will adapt into their school programming Mm -hmm. so that there is time for children to be assisted Mm. that they have someone to go to when they have they feel challenged when they feel stressed actually you know most schools do not have like a counselor who knows how to deal with yes you know they'll they'll deal with a few issues but most schools work with a senior woman or the Mm -hmm. dean of studies just handling surface issues but not really dealing with them at a technical level Mm -hmm. and Yes, that hasn't helped so much. So we're reaching out to them and we are showing them what we have and many of them are yeah. liking it. Okay. Yeah. So you said you're working with one school now, but yes. I guess the the plan for 2023 is, is to get more schools. On okay. Board, to get this program in many schools. So what we do is that we do the trainings for teachers. Mm-hmm. We also do trainings for, for, for the parents just to explain these things to them mm-hmm. and show them what the problem is and what we can do and even what to expect from their children what to do when certain things happen mm-hmm. and then we we do a counseling department we create a counseling department and assign a resident counselor who we supervise uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. comes back to us when thing for guidance for anything that within the school so that we can handle as an organization mm-hmm. our ceo is a, a senior psychologist and she has specialized in suicidology Mm-hmm. So she deals with all those issues around extreme mental health cases. It sounds like it's very number one exciting, but also mm-hmm. fulfilling work that you're mm-hmm. you're starting to do. I, yes. I, I'm feeling that from you right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes. so I mean, you said earlier that you know not only with yourself, but mm-hmm. even just the people around your society. There's so many gaps out there. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things, especially if we all live in community? Mm-hmm. Um, you might be having your issues on your own, but we need to lean on each other. Yes. We and we must work with others, live with others in community. What mm-hmm. are some of the ways at as community we can be more supportive when it comes to mental health? It's a very good Chris question, Crystal. I love it. And it's very important to acknowledge that we, we cannot do or go anywhere by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we you recognize that and you remember the times that you've needed support then it's easier to to know and accommodate much more mm-hmm. of what others require from you. Maybe if they need a hand, maybe if you're the sister that a young sister calls and says they have this issue, mm-hmm. then you will be in a space to hold that person and take a step or even look for help together mm-hmm. and create an environment that is accommodative. Understand that people are going through things that they also do not even understand. And they need somebody to understand them. I appreciate so much the people that made me sit down and say, you know what, Alan, you need to go and look for help. 
mm-hmm. for your son. I appreciate them so much. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, a lady in um, uh, a kindergarten in Kiwatule where we went. She's so kind. And currently she's supporting many special needs kids. Mm-hmm. She started with our son and then she created a, a special needs department in her kindergarten. Oh, wonderful. And she's helping so many of them find mm-hmm. the courage and the right people to work with. Mm-hmm. So about this issue of community, working together as a community, how to summarize it, I can say that we all have something that we need others to support us with, mm-hmm. but also we all have a solution that somebody is looking for. Oh, yeah. That's a nice way to put it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people look at the power that we all have as an individual to really help yes. someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all have the power to help someone else because I went through depression and now I'm at a place where I see it as something that is manageable. Mm-hmm. But there's someone who is at a point where they don't even recognize what they're going through. Maybe they're just symptoms, seeing symptoms like mm-hmm. they don't want to get up, they're constantly in bed, they're losing appetite, and they don't know what to do. So if such a person is listening to me right now, just sharing my experience with them mm-hmm. and offering some of the tips that got me out of there from nothing. You know, depression feels like you're alive, but you're dead sometimes. Mm-hmm. Coming to this place where I have all these dreams and doing all these things, they can mm-hmm. get inspired also to rise up and overcome it. Mm-hmm. It's a tough giant to fight, but it can be overcome. True. Mm-hmm. It can either be you feel like you're stuck and mm-hmm. you can't move forward. And mm-hmm. then unfortunately, in some cases, it moves forward to suicidal thoughts yes. or mm-hmm. even, I think it's called suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, one of the things I was reading about is we're, we're coming across suicidal ideation a lot more in young people, mm. especially in you know young girls and boys in school. Mm. And not a lot of people are talking about it or dismissing it or just being like, really, your life is not so bad. Mm-hmm. Why are you going there? Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of you know your work with the teachers and the schools, mm-hmm. how do you handle that very delicate subject? When people are talking about suicidal ideation. Yes. It's it's one of those cases that we look out for mm-hmm. so that we can combat them at an early stage. Mm-hmm. So what we do is that for the school we are working with now and the ones that will come on board, that at the beginning of each, each term, we do these psychometric assessments mm-hmm. and our psychologists are able to analyze them and know where the, student, the, the different students are at. Mm-hmm. Are they into stress? Are they into depression? Or they have gone to the extreme of suicide ideation. Mm -hmm. So we get out those extreme cases and they are managed immediately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the resident counselor handles and plans for all these other cases to make sure that they are managed properly. So currently that's what we're doing. And we do look out for those cases Mm -hmm. specifically powerful work you're doing mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> alan thank you so much for coming in mm-hmm. for for sharing your journey and and the changes you've made in life and what you've discovered mm-hmm. it's always inspiring thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show thank you for having me crystal and Pleasure. i appreciate you so much for creating such a great program thank i you. like the theme that you're creating happy vibes and uh, <laughs> you know yes. creating all these sweet connections yes. we all want those connections and i'm really happy to be here today thank oh, you thank you mm-hmm. groove cafe